you're listening to Adeshokbe Live. You know, you're not oh, yeah. only, you know, musical, but you're also creative. You're so what when does your mind get to rest? Talk to me about that, man. Because I oh, know you'll mind. be seeing things every time. Well, the mind, my mind, I'll say my mind is a fortress. I've been through quite, you know, a number of experiences mm. to, to just to get to be able to sit down next to you, sir. <laughs> Who would you say were the musical influences for Tommy Dope? Because you started up as a bar for bar. <laughs> so it's not about, you know, rushing or putting out. I really want to make music and honor music. I have to honor music, you know, because mm. music picks a lot of us and turns us into superstars and all that. The Afrobeat Podcast. Right. All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another edition of Adi Chopin Live, the official Afrobeats podcast here at the Afromedia Studios in London. And listen, as always, uh, thank you very much for joining me. This is where we break down the hot topics within the culture. And sometimes I have a special guest to join me in the studio where I chop it up with. As always, subscribe, share, like, comment. And this time, I've got a very, very special guest all the way from Lagos, Nigeria. I'm a big fan of this young brother uh, because I, I came, my first experience of this man was to see him perform on stage and I became a convert. And really, that's probably one of the, the, you know, that's one of the most difficult ways to win a fan who hasn't really listened to your music that much see you on stage for the first time and be like, yo, this brother's got it. I'm talking about the one and only, Tommy Thomas! Yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Listen, it's to a lot of people that know Tommy Thomas, it's Tommy Thomas of LOS, isn't it? Formerly of LOS. Yes, yes. Because LOS was your introduction into the music game, especially yeah. in Nigeria, yeah. right? Talk to me about, let's go a little bit back. So we can give people uh, some perspective, a, a little history on my brother. Yeah, yeah. LOS, talk to me about that. LOS, Loud on Sound, mm. the family, the foundation. A big shout out to my brothers, Brisby, mm. Bridge, Zamir, you know, the whole team is all love always. Mm. Um, yeah, man, we came out when we were, we were teenagers, 16, 17, <laughs> 18. You guys looked like you, you know, still had. <laughs> and um, that was an experience, you know, it really became something we were pioneers in in our right point in time and um it was a beautiful experience <laughs> play a lot of shows a lot of sold out shows but what was that like because you came out that was the era when david o came when mm -hmm. whiz kid came so it looked like the teenagers just started to get inspired to you know display their art a little bit yeah what was that experience like for you you know, within your family setting, being like, yo, you're still in secondary school. <laughs> and uh, you're forming a group. You're trying to do music. What was that experience like for you? I mean, yeah, we were fresh out of high school. You yeah. know, we were doing IGCSEs and, mm. you know, Wyakneko, those things. And it was like, all right, wh what, are you guys, what are you guys up to, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but we were dedicated. You know, we are dedicated to the grind. We were in studios every weekend, every moment we could after school. So... The parents and the community saw that, you know, this was something that we really wanted. Mm. And um, apart from that, you know, we were ripping the results of all the hard work at the point in time. And I guess it was just us doing what we did every day, what mm. we love to do. And it just kind of reverberated out, you know, into 
people around us, neighborhoods, other schools, eventually, you know, TV, media, socials, mm. and then, yeah, into LOS, Loud on Sound. Talk to me about music in itself. Um, yes, it's easy to say a young t- teenager that feels like they want to do art or music or whatever. Where, what was your first experience of thinking that you could be a musician or you mm. could be within the creative industry. Talk to me about that. I mean, my first, professionally, mm. professionally, I would say, was when I started writing properly. Mm. And that's when I met, you know, um, Too Slick, Ireyua Ines, um, wow, <laughs> Cake Man. I mentioned a bunch of names that you probably don't, but <laughs> these are OGs back there, you know, Tito Simos, Sauce Kid. Of you know, course. especially no sauce. So man, back in the day, when sauce, you know, when it was. Yeah. So meeting these people really gave, and Jones, Danny Jones mm. as well, really gave us that push to say, all right, you know, this is serious stuff. And it was very competitive, you know. We all were at each other's necks to deliver the best Writing bars. Rhymes. Like it wasn't a joke. So we were very um, particular about, we are still very particular about the craft, you know, about the um, articulation of the concepts, the mm. dreams, the visions, and to be able to put it down and deliver it, you know, with the right cadence, the right technique, the right breath control, these things mm. were part of the art. Hence why seeing you perform for the first time, it looked like you were what I call overcooked. <laughs> you were more than, like, the stage presence was incredible, you know, performing records that I wasn't even familiar with, but that drew me in so you perfected your art early on through you know this type of oh yeah competition and stuff like that yeah 100 percent. you know i mean for at the end of the day yo we've been doing this what now like i mean you know <laughs> decade, more than a decade in. you know decade yeah. in you know and i'm i just turned 29 at the end of the day and i, I feel like you know i'm just you look up. like you're 21 bro <laughs> you know i feel like i'm just warming up mm. and and that for me is like, yo, there's so much. And then to also be there at that point in time and then to be here at this point in time, it's just like, you know, it's like how many people in life actually get that opportunity to Facts. do what they're doing for Facts. more than a decade and still be in it and still be, you know, you, you could literally put me on here and I'll be new. Mm. You know what I mean? Facts. So that for me is also a beautiful experience. Wow. I get to reintroduce myself with the experience and the knowledge I've accumulated over time. Absolutely. And still be able to have fun, you know, come up here and meet legendary yeah. people like yourself and talk about what we've been able to do and accomplish over the last decade. Now. Who would you say were the musical influences for Tommy Top? Because you started up as a bar for bar <laughs> rap kind of do and then i'm seeing i'm hearing vocal chords go left right and center <laughs> you know in the last couple of years so what were your musical influences or who were your musical influences damn musical influences mariah carey damn um, that's that's left field <laughs> <laughs> oh trust me you know, I was running the Emancipation of Mimi mm. track, track to track, track one to, I think it's 16, mm. 15, every morning. That's, that was actually when I was in, um, where was, where is that? I think that's, that's out in Putney. It's mm. like 2000 and, 2007, Seven. six. Yeah. I was out in Putney with my sisters and my aunt, and literally that was like warm-up rehearsals in the morning, run that whole album every mm. morning. You know, Sade, of course. 
Um, you got Bob Marley, Raffaella, of course. Your credibility is Eminem, going through the roof right Eminem, now. Eminem, of course, Hove, mm. Legend, Jay-Z, Buster Rhymes, mm. One, One Day Call. Wow. So um, it's, it's, it's a wide mixture of influences. You've talked about pop. You've talked hip-hop, yeah. R&B. You've talked dancehall, reggae. You've talked on yeah. Afrobeat. Yeah. How have you now been able to create your own sound and style from all of these influences? Beautiful question. Um, for me now, it's like over the last 10 years, I mean, I put out a bunch of projects. Projects, yeah. My first project, the Patience, Patience EP, mm. was a 15-track EP. And I put that out when, that was like in 2014. Like, no one was putting out EPs when I put out my EP. You know, I was literally one of the first, man, one of the first people. 2018 or 2016. 2016 to 15. So, like, it's a, for me, it's about, like, there's music, you know. Mm. There's music that is deeper than the music in which we know. There's something called the music of the spheres. I don't, do you know what that is? Please talk to them. Where's school? <laughs> Teach me. The music of the spheres is um is the music of the universe. It's music like planets make certain tones, mm. stars make certain tones, and it all comes together to form this harmonious sacred geometry of music. Mm. And then it breaks down into chords, into modulations, into tonations, and all these things. Anyway, then we all create these different types of music, Eastern music, Western music, African music, Brazilian, whatever rhythms. Mm. But at the end of the day, there's a, there's a depth to music that can be attained. So for me, it's like, okay, I can do... A bunch of genres that I've played around with, reggae, R&B, hip-hop, so dancehall, Afrobeats. I can do those things, but then it's like, like you said, how do I find myself? Yep. So it's like I had to go practice these things to really at least have an understanding of music to be able to then say, okay, this is what I like. Mm. This is what I don't like, but I understand. Mm. You know, you have to accept the darkness and the light to truly understand the full <sighs> picture of things. Talk that talk, brother. It's just I just took my time to learn. I'm still learning mm. until I, you know, I can then say, all right, this is what I've created mm. from learning these things. So I mean, I put out a I put out an Afro house tape. I put out a hip hop, R and B tape. I put out a reggae tape. Put out a dancehall project. Put out a project with a mix of that, and I have like a couple hundreds thousand songs still chilling. <laughs> You know, so it's not about, you know, rushing or putting out. I really want to make music and honor music. I have to honor music, you know, because mm. music picks a lot of us and turns us into superstars and all that. But then the two people that honor music, you know, like David in the Bible, mm. people like, you know, they're really, they're masters of this, this thing we call music and they have the ability to do things with the music. I was speaking to someone two days ago and I said, uh, probably about 24 hours ago, actually, and I said that music was spiritual. Oh, it is, 100%. As a musician, talk to me about your, you know, how it makes you feel, creating, performing, in, inspiration, for instance. For me, I think it's one of the most genius things for somebody to be like, you get a hurricane, I guess, hey, oh. And I hear that, and I'm going crazy. Like, where did that come from? Where did hopeless romantic... You know, wow. What, talk to me about that experience. I, um, I, I want to know. I mean, like... Those songs, when I'm like oh, making this project, this project mm. I just put out is literally songs that I made. Hopeless romantic. Yeah, hopeless romantic. That yeah. that particular record mm. I made in 2020. 
But the rest of those records, I made them like two eighteen, two seventeen. They're about. And I just go go dancer. Yeah. Go, go no dancer. way. Go go dancer. Those are old songs. That's what I mean. Like to me, those are those are like that's past to me. You know, it's past to me. But then it's like, yeah, those I know that those are awesome songs. Mm. Like it has nothing to even do with time. Anything or yeah. anyone. It's like those songs, I be my chance to tell you, those songs are awesome songs. And it's like, as you said, it's about the music. So like when I play those songs, you know the whole thing about goosebumps? Mm. It's I mean, a lot of people get goosebumps from different things. But yep. I find that there's this there's certain songs that deliver that sensation no matter what, no matter where, no matter who. Facts. There's certain records that do that. And like to access that place is where I want to be. Like mm. that's what it's about for me. And you know, whenever I make my records, I, I take my time to make them. I can make records really quickly. At the same time, I like to make sure it's right to my knowledge or understanding. You strike me as someone that would be very particular about their collaborators. Oh, I am. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. What do you look for in 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 a collaborator? I look for someone that on, honors the music. It's not even like do you do you honor if you hear these things and that's why like I love working with amazing like guys my like amazing guys anyway it's like you have to be able to understand like, okay it feels right mm. it's not even about what you're hearing like sometimes what you're hearing might be cool but then it's just it's just a place that just goes uh you know and not everybody's listening for these things I didn't be some people mm. are just mm. jamming a little bit some people yeah. are just jamming yeah, yeah people just they lamb like, by you know this yeah. you know the vibe yeah, and you they know? just wanna they just wanna, just just wanna turn that's it up. A, that's cool that's amazing too um and that that has been done too, but like I can't do that forever. Mm. You know what I mean. So um, it's now about like when I play songs like Go Go Dancer, I, you can play that song so many times, and then it'll it'll hit you at a point in time. You just feel it. It, diff- it, it just know? becomes different. Yeah, and then you know, from for me, it's like how I measure it is the goosebumps and the tears. So the tears, it's not tears of sadness. It's just like I felt something. Mm. You know, I felt something in there. Is it, is it a dance song? Okay, like this jam. What's that jam? That um, you know this jam with Selena Gomez. I'm a. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know how you feel that there's a feeling in that song, no matter what. I think that's one of the reasons why that record is so big. Big, because you feel that that air of that Mm. emotion, you know. So to be able to create a record that strikes that for me is what it is. And once I get that. And I can stop a song, I can leave it for a month, I can play it again, I still tap into that again, then I know, yeah, that's that's there. When you delivered the project, yeah. the CP, I know the Opless Romantic has a remix that's out now featuring Wale. Yeah. Um, I like what he did on that record, definitely. But when you delivered this project, yeah. personally, yeah. what were your own expectations? Yeah. What did you want this to do? This project for me was just, um, it was like beginning again. Mm. You know, it's it's not. It was not mm. even. It was about just laying down. Yo, here's mm. my here's my offering. That's mm. how I see. You know, in the music world, it's been. It had been like what two three years since I actually put out a body of work of mine. Mm. I'd collaborated. You yeah. know, on, and on, yeah. different things. A lot of collaborations, but like my own work is very sacred to me. Mm. So. Um, yeah, when I put it out, just like, yo, okay, this is foundation for where I'm at, what I know, what I've been through, through this form of sound, which is like dancehall, Afrobeat fusion kind of music, reggaeton a bit. Mm. And it's like, all right, that's that. You know, mm. that's that. That's what I've worked on a little bit. 
It's cool, great, great features, legendary features. <laughs> Stop playing. Great music. Hurricane <laughs> features the iconic. Incom like, <laughs> when I got that, when I saw that record, I lost, I, I hadn't heard it, but I knew I was going to be in love. Because oh, yeah. wow. that, that's, a, that's a combination of musicians that you know are not going to come here to play. Yeah. That's an iconic feature. And that was a smashing record, man. Blessing, sir. Yeah. You know, and that's what I mean for me. For like, I mean, w when it happened, um, my team called me and they were like, yo, um, Buju loves the song and he wants to do the song and he wants to talk to you. I was like, ah, okay. Then he called me well, on a three, well, on a four way. And he, he, just, he just said to me, he wanted to talk to me. Like, he doesn't collaborate with people he hasn't connected with. Like, wow. He's not just going to jump on his song because he has a song. He, wants, he, has, legend, to, right? he yeah. has to connect with the person and at least talk. So we spoke for like 12 minutes. Mm. Yeah, we spoke about the song. We spoke about life. We spoke about Nigeria. We spoke about Jamaica. Then he spoke about the song again. He was like, yo, he really likes the record. That's dope. He said it's dope. Deep writing. Hmm. You know, and hearing someone like that tell you that your your writing is deep, you know, I'd, I'd probably just yeah, hang up the phone at that <laughs> point. I'm made. Yeah, you know, so it's moments like that that pay off more than mm. anything for me. It's like oh, all the work I've been putting mm. in to make sure because I mean that's at the end of the day, it's like what do you specialize in, you mm. know? And I sp I took my time to make sure I can compose mm. music that. When you listen to it, if you listen, you get what is being said. Or it, it at least gives you the euphoria to figure out what was said. And that gives you an experience. Of, it's like reading a book. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. Magic. Takes you through. Yeah. So I want to be able to just take people through things, through my life experience, and for it to be able to hit home, to make um, an emotional, emotionally relevant impact. And to be able to just hold that sensation in place, you know, you can tell your kids, oh, if you're feeling this way, you can go and play this play record this, uh, of Tommy Thomas. And it'll turn it Yeah, and, and you would get a thing about life. You know? What about now with what, with what Afrobeats is doing and African popular culture? You have successes like your Davidos, people that you've collaborated with Legend, in the past. Yeah, yeah. Do you understand? These are young legends now, Wizkid, you know, doing crazy stuff at the old 2 what does that say to you, you know, now, oh, like you said, reintroducing yourself in the musical space? Bro, it's, it's so beautiful because it's like, yo, these are my brothers, you know, these, these, these are, Facts. they're doing it at, at the best level so far. Highs. You know, let's not even say that they're doing it as a, no, they're nah. doing it at the best it's level. The highest level. This level. Is, it's current day. This is crazy. And what they're doing is unheard of, literally. So it's like, yo. My brothers, incredible, amazing work, in respect, champions, mm. legends, mm. you know, and it's like, thank you for, you know, opening up, opening up these avenues and, you know, just making, kicking down those doors mm. because, we you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's family. We were all at the O2 together. Facts, facts. Know? Everybody and was fanning out. Everybody is, every, you know, I was there as a fan. Hey, I was in the stands. Fanning out. I, I didn't even go back. I was in the stands. I went to see Burner when he got off the stage and... I almost shed a tear. Bro. Like, bro, man. Nothing more. There's it's, nothing more to do. Like, yo. my, uh -huh. my uh, Yesterday when I, got, when I got home this morning, my son was like, oh, 
you know, that I, I wanted to, I was watching Whiskey, but he was saying a lot of bad words. So my son is a massive fan of Whiskey as a baby. So when he found out that it was going to be on YouTube, this kid was not going to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're seeing these kids now see their superstars live. So it's an incredible time for people within this space that mm. are making not only Afropop music, Afrobeats, whatever it is that you're creating from back home and sharing with the rest of the world, this is the time and space. You're also a visual artist. You know, you're oh, not yeah. only you know, musical, but you're also creative. You're, so what, when does your mind get to rest? Talk to me about that, man. Because I know oh, you'll mind. be seeing things every time. Well, the mind, my mind, I would say my mind is a fortress. I've been through quite, you know, a number of experiences mm. to just to get to be able to sit down next to you, sir. Facts, facts, <laughs> you my know, brother, I can imagine. And it's like nothing can sway my mind. Mm. Yeah. And it's just like it's it's solid. And the only way to just do that is to continue, you know, Attaining a higher consciousness. Attaining a higher consciousness is, is me saying it very like vaguely, but mm. it's just like doing the right things at the right time mm. to prepare your mind to continue the discipline needed to, to keep be able to carry on yeah, doing this thing. You know. And once you can discipline, lock in that boy. discipline, you know, that discipline. routine, as well as just the, the ability to what is my screensaver? My screensaver says Sometimes you just need to let go and let go of the uncertainty because the uncertainty is all there is and get more into the feeling of how you, what you want rather than thinking about how you're going to get it. And if you can, as well, this is what also Jesus says, if you can envelope yourself in the feeling of what you want before having it, this is the faith. Mm. That whatever happens there will manifest in the now because you've held that emotion in the now. So once you can hold it in the now, if you can practice holding what you want long enough Boy, in your mind in the now, that's eventually it'll come into listen, your... I've been, I've been thinking about that Bentley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I drove past the Rolls Royce shop a couple weeks ago. I said, I'm coming, baby. You know, I'm coming. You know what's, what's funny? Yeah. I mean, there was a point in time, time in my life I changed my name to, to Platinum God. Mm. Mm -hmm. That was a very exciting period of my life. <laughs> I was telling Amika about, I, was in, um, I lived in Dubai. I went to uni in Dubai, so yeah. I lived there for about five years or so. And there was just this period that we were just manifesting very quickly. Everything that we, we ever wanted, you know, we're just manifesting, yeah. you know. I, I can't say some names, uh, yeah. you know, some certain things I can't say. But then there was just, there was just like three months, yeah. I, sh I, 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 can I, I can't swear. You, yeah, it's fine. I, I should, you know, man, manifested like, oh my goodness. The best life, The ever. best life ever. The Bentleys, the Mazis. We had it, we had it all for like a good, good two years. For manifesting. And then it's like you lose the discipline. Mm. <laughs> Once you lose that discipline of the money, you know, it, 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 anything can happen. But yeah, it's just, it's beautiful to know that it can be done. <coughs> Um, excuse me, you spoke about anything can happen. Something just happened recently where you had a quick whistle stop tour with our brother, Stoneboy, from Ghana, black stars in the building, yeah. Birmingham, Manchester. Yeah. First time performing in the UK. Yeah. 
What was that like? Man, it was a quick thing. You know, um, I was actually at home in Nigeria. My manager, Anthony, called me up, um, spoke to my international manager, David, and was like, yo, um, Ghana with Stonebush. Stonebush family, of course. Yeah. We got, you know, one guy. And um, we have a record together, you know, and working on some stuff for his album yeah. as well. And, like, he was like, yeah, he's going on tour. I was like, oh, I'm going to come. He's like, oh, you're going to come? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, all right. Cool. Literally. And then, what, two weeks later, I got my, my you know, documents, saw it, and got to touch down. Stone Boy, what's up? I'm in London. I right, pull up to let's the... Let's go! Mario, let's go. <laughs> bus, you know, um, tour bus is ready. Go on the tour bus. And we went down to Manchester. Boom. Night. We did it. It was a madness. Um, go on the tour bus. <laughs> went down to Birmingham. to Birmingham. It was snowing. It was so yeah. cold. And, um, yeah, boom. We did it again. Shut down, sold out. And um, going to Ghana, I'm going to 21st, you know, so I should pull up. He's got a show. So got a show, 21st, um, uh, You know, London, being in the UK is always a great experience. Musician, you're having a great time. You've touched down some amazing cities. Obviously seeing a lot of beautiful women. Your music can be emotional. Yeah. What's the, you know, what's the response from the ladies? What, what, what has that oh, been yeah. like, brother? Man, my, I mean, Dread locked up. This is the winning look. I ain't gonna lie. That this is what they tell me. Wow. I, I'm, I'm, I'm way past <laughs> that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm way, like, I'm way past that. But they telling me the dreadlock look is a key. Man, you know, for me, oh, dude, I was in a relationship for a long time. The point in my life, I was, I was in a relationship for like what, like seven years. Damn. So it's like, um. I love my women, you know, I love women, love my music, mm. love me, but it's like, it's all fam. And um, music-wise, uh, there the are a couple songs in my catalog, yeah? E. Have you heard of, have you ever heard of Sleeping Over? No. Have you heard of that? You should go listen, should go, should go listen to that, too. It's called Sleeping Over. It's, um, it's one it's of these. Yes, yeah, it's a real record. Real mm. record, you know? I, I know, like, three kids that came from... Oh! Yeah, and uh, literal, literal... I can imagine. Three kids that, like, they, the parents told me, this, like is, this, this, is, record. this is your, this is because of you. And I'm like, oh my god. Okay, you know what I mean. That's someone will come to me and tell me that no, kind of thing. A like, lot of times, they, you know, when you make that type of music, people you know, gonna tell you. you know, people tell gonna me. tell like, you. Listen, it's been a, especially internationally, a successful reintroduction into the music world. Oh yeah. Um, oh, I yeah. think the partnerships that you have now, the the relationships, the management, you know. I think is well set up for a huge takeoff. Oh, yes, um, the talent for me is undeniable. The Bless music you. quality is impeccable. Everybody should go check Tommy Thomas out. Um, but finally, we're going into 2022. Oh, yeah. There must be a project around the corner. Because <laughs> you're a guy that's sitting on... No, yeah, Two. oh yeah, we, yeah, we got a project coming. Maybe, maybe even more than one project next year. Let's see how it goes. But um, of course, there's music and there's a lot of music coming um, in 2022. Mm. Um, that's for sure. Listen, my brother, um, I asked you to come here with a guitar, so I know we're gonna oh, yeah. hook that up and set up. And the little thing that made me a fan, I believe, is gonna make a lot of people a huge fan. So, ladies and gentlemen. Please give it up.
for my incredible guest. Tommy! Uh, Tommy! Yeah. My brother. Yeah. Let's go. Right. 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 Right.